Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Should you build clients for admin time? Hey, John here. Welcome back to another episode of the show. So one of the things that I've learned in all the years that I've been freelancing and talking with all the freelancers that I know is that when when you freelance, you end up spending a lot of time working around a project and not just in it. So like me, for example, I spent a lot of time in meetings and emails and phone calls and that sort of thing as opposed to actually building and, and, and delivering on the project that I was working on. And as you do that enough, you can kind of start to feel like you're getting shortchanged. And so you want to do something about it, but you can be a little bit scared uh, if clients are going to get mad, wonder maybe what should I charge for, what shouldn't I charge for, uh, those sorts of things. And so in this episode, what I want to talk about um, is, is how to manage that. Should you bill? What should you bill for? How do you uh, approach clients about it? Uh, and so forth. Because I find most freelancers ultimately when when hit with this dilemma they end up shortchanging themselves and if you're freelancing there's a good chance that you're probably losing money right now because of this and so you end up working more hours and working harder than you have to these are the things that lead to getting burned out and overworked and stressed and 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 frustrated and ultimately it's on you to set these boundaries it's on you to keep this from happening the clients are going to take as much as they can get if you let them so it's on you to sort of put a stop to this and this is something that I went through directly. I remember uh, I, I when I first started out freelancing, I'd never charged for calls. I usually always had a fir- the first call before they hired me, which I never charged for even even now. But then I, I would have clients that sometimes want to do calls uh, after the project had started, and I would never charge for those. And it wasn't a big deal because I didn't have the, I never had a client that wanted to do a ton of them. But then I did have a client, I eventually got a client that did, wanted to meet several times per week uh, for about an hour at a time. And honestly, a lot of it wasn't even necessarily talking about their project. It was, but they were more asking questions about marketing and these sorts of things. And and uh, when we first started the project, I wasn't charging for those things. And I would sort of push back on meetings. And I would get annoyed uh, that they wanted to meet so much. And they were getting frustrated because they wanted to meet more. Um, but I wasn't really, I was hesitant to do it. And they at one point said that they would pay for the meetings. They had no problem paying for the meetings. And so I was like, okay. And I, I assumed that it was going to put kind of a an end to the how many times they wanted to meet per week, but it didn't. And they ended up paying me to meet several times per week just to talk on the phone. And it was a real eye opener for me because I had come from a world of you know, your regular hourly wage where you're only getting paid to do the the exact work that you were hired to do. You know, you generally weren't asked your opinion about things. People didn't care to hear your advice. And so 
having someone that was willing to pay me just to talk to me and get my opinion and get my advice was kind of an eye opener for me. And so from that point forward, I started charging for all that stuff. And so again, I have some direct experience with this. I'm just going to share with you a few of the things that I've learned over the years. So one of the first big ones is you need to separate it out between project management and sort of administrative tasks. So uh, things like phone calls, emails, meetings, uh, anything with the client that is specifically about their project is project management. That's how I sort of categorize that. And I charge my regular hourly rate for those sorts of things. Invoicing, file management, writing contracts, any of that sort of clerical stuff or stuff that's more about me running my business, I categorize that as administrative stuff and I don't charge for that. That's just the cost of doing business. So that's the first thing is separating those two things out. So what you want to do is you just want to look at all the tasks that you have on a daily basis and you want to make that distinction and then you want to know that I'm going to charge for this. I'm not going to charge for this. So then when you approach clients about this, you have it clearly defined what you're going to charge for and what you're not and what you're not going to charge for. And that's probably one of the biggest things to help this go over well is them just knowing clearly what you're going to charge for and what you're not. Another big one that comes up is learning versus research. So my little brother went through this when he first started working with freelance clients. He wasn't charging them for research that was directly related to their project. And early on, he was doing a lot of it. In fact, he was doing more research than he was actual coding and building because he was new. He still had uh, a lot of learning to do. And so once I found out, I, I told him he has to charge for that research. So you have to make the distinction between research that you're doing whether and research isn't just looking things up it's like if i need to sit down and and learn how to do this thing in order to deliver on this project that in my to me that always counted as research but if i'm just sitting down to watch a tutorial to like up my skills or i'm taking a course of course i'm not going to charge a client for that sort of thing but if i'm doing it because i have to deliver on this project then i'm charging the client for that now I know immediately like there should, could be some pushback on that because it's like, well, you know, they hired you as an expert and, 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 and this sort of thing. But the thing to keep in mind is there's a balance between time and your hourly rate. So oftentimes if you're new, you're going to have to do more research. You're, there's going to be more of this time involved in projects, but you're also charging a lower hourly rate. And so it's it's kind of worked into the whole situation. And so charge appropriately, but make sure you're charging for these sorts of things. And then as you learn more, as you get better, you're going to become more efficient. And that's when you up your hourly rate, because if you don't, you're going to end up shortchanging yourself the other way. You're going to uh, charge the same, but get it done in less hours. And, and you're just sort of screwing yourself that way. So there's this, you always have to maintain this balance between, between time and how long it takes you to deliver and how efficient you are and how skilled you are and that sort of thing versus uh, your hourly rate. So when you're new, charge for that stuff. When you, when you get more experience, you won't be doing it so as much. So you won't, uh, it won't be as big of a deal. All right. So that's the second big one. Uh, in terms of sort of broaching this with clients, like I said, being clear uh, about what you're going to charge for and what you're not, and then disclosing it all up front. 
So I would put it in your contract. You know, you may even put it in, in some of your sales material. If not that, at least very early on, make sure you explain to clients that these are the things I charge for. These are the things I don't. If they want a phone call, if they want a meeting, et cetera, uh, then you're going to charge for those things. Uh, I never really charged for just sort of short back and forth emails. But if they had some big, long, convoluted email that I needed to to answer and it was going to take me a half hour or longer in order to, to, to respond to them, I would charge them for that. And, and a big reason why, especially later on, is just to put sort of a limit on that sort of stuff. Like if, if they know they're going to get charged for it, they tend to they tend to not do it as much. And so it's not only a way to just charge and get paid what you deserve, but it's also a way to kind of to, to kind of keep them from from going too wild and too crazy uh, with all of their demands. And so that's a it's, it's a good way to do that. Another thing is just make it opt out. Right. So if they don't 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 say that they you know they have to do a meeting or a phone call or whatever say you can do what you want but if we do the meeting we do the phone call you're going to pay for it and so it's opt out it's really up to them the ball's in their court and so they decide whether they get charged for it uh or not and then if you're asked about it just explain why honestly be transparent with them explain to them how much time you spend working around the project versus on it uh and that sort of thing and a lot of these people are business owners and so if you just explain it to them in business terms, it's going to make more sense to them and they're going to understand a little better because they're doing the same things with their clients and their customers and so forth. Uh, so just be honest and, and and stick to your guns and be willing to walk away. And if, if they really have that big of a problem with it, then be willing to let them go and not shortchange yourself just to, to, to keep a client. Now, of course, one of the big things with that is, you know, if you don't have a backlog of clients or you don't have clients sort of co consistently coming in wanting to hire you, then it can be difficult to to let a client go or to, to push a client away. And that makes you even more scared to make them mad. It makes you even less likely to, to charge for things you should be charging for, to ch charge an hourly rate that really is, is appropriate for your skill level and what you do and so forth. So a lot of this hinges on being able to get a steady flow of clients in, a backlog of clients in. And then once you start doing that, you're a lot more likely to do all these things and you'll make more money as a result. Anyway, that's sort of what I teach you in my beginner's guide to freelance course, how to build a system for creating this backlog of clients, uh, using content, using social media, using all these different avenues out there, uh, and, and using lead generation, et cetera, to, to, to build a system that constantly brings new people, uh, into your funnel, new people into your backlog. And so if one client wants to walk away, no big deal. I've got 10 others here that are waiting to hire me. So if you want to learn how to do that and sort of make this turn, this make this flip in, in your freelance business, just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance. You'll learn all about the course. You'll also learn about the two-month free trial of Skillshare that you'll get to get access to the course uh, that I can offer you as a teacher over there and all of that. So again, it's johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, be sure to hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll talk to you next time.